Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Order Up podcast. I'm Michael. Today, we welcome back Sean Kennedy. Sean is the Executive Vice President for Public Affairs at the National Restaurant Association. Sean, welcome. Great to be back, Mike. So let's jump right into it, Sean. The National Restaurant Association has been advocating for a restaurant-specific relief plan from Congress since March. Why the need for something industry-specific? Since restaurants were first shut down March 14th, uh, we knew that this was going to be a pandemic that was going to hurt the restaurant industry uniquely. We're such a customer-facing industry, and we weren't sure how long this shutdown was going to be for, but we knew it was going to have at least short-term and mid-term implications for us. So on March 18th, we were the first to come out with a recovery plan. We projected losses up to $240 billion, and we said we need a recovery fund that, that reflects that. Uh, it is tough in an era where Everybody is coming into Congress saying we need a unique recovery package, but we've been comfortable noting that uh, we're on track to lose more jobs and more revenue than any other industry in the country so far during this uncertain time. What is the blueprint for restaurant revival? So we put out our first document on March 18th, and it was really just a quick play to Congress to say, you need to react Every restaurant in the country is being shut down. We need an immediate response. And we cobbled something together that was comprehensive and strong. But as the needs and challenges of this industry have changed, we need to change what we're asking for of Congress. On April 20th, we put out our blueprint for recovery. Again, it was more short-term based thinking. As we moved into July, what's clear is that this is a pandemic that we don't know what the end of it's going to be. And we certainly don't know how long the recovery for this industry is going to be. It's not going to be measured in weeks anymore. It probably won't be measured in months. We have revamped our plan to call it the Blueprint for Restaurant Revival. And it really reflects the short-term, mid-term, and long-term needs of not only this industry, but the way that we are serving our community, because our community's needs are changing as well. We're trying to be as comprehensive and, and, and thought-provoking as possible, because there are a lot of things that we're going to need from Congress right now if this industry is going to survive. That leads me to my next question, which is, what exactly is it you are asking Congress for in the blueprint? So the blueprint for revival really has three components. The first is the most important, which is what are the short-term steps that Congress can take to ensure just the financial viability to allow us to survive functioning amidst this on and off policy that we've been seeing from Congress since the pandemic began in March. Um, but the second and third are newer components for us. The second is, what can the government be doing to ensure consumer confidence so people feel comfortable going out, going out and eating out at a restaurant again? We need, as a nation, better coordination between federal, state, and local officials on things like testing data so that communities can make the right decisions based on their unique needs and where they are as far as recovery goes. Then the third component is the needs of our at-risk communities, which restaurants are always at the forefront of serving, continue to change. Um, a lot more people are moving into that at-risk category as the economy falters. What steps can restaurants take in order to serve those entities, those individuals, and how can the government help us do it, it better? It's a much more comprehensive approach than we've taken in the past. But again, as the needs and challenges have evolved, so must the thinking of the National Restaurant Association, and so must the approach be that we take on Capitol Hill. How would a second round of Paycheck Protection Program loans help restaurants? 
So the PPP or Paycheck Protection Program is a it's a critical tool. It was not one that was really understood. It was developed really quickly. As you know, a lot of restaurant owners weren't sure they were going to find a lot of value in it. The National Restaurant Association was one of the first to firmly tell Congress the way it's written isn't working for a lot of restaurants. You are asking us to put people back on payroll when the government is shutting us down. The terms of the loan didn't always make sense to us. It wasn't clear that we could get a lot of value out of it. We fought and Congress listened to pass the PPP Flexibility Act in June, which finally needed changes that allowed, uh, if you hadn't gotten a PPP loan, to really make the program workable. So months have passed uh, since the first PPP was created. We are still in the same position financially that we were back in March. A second round of PPP would be an absolute critical step to giving us a short-term bridge until a longer-term relief package can be done. You know, it is probably – it's in our top two priorities, the first one being a, a specific recovery fund for industries. But Congress right now has indicated to us that's the path that they're looking at right now, a second round of PPP. ServeSafe, the leader in food safety training, brings you three new free COVID-19 precautions training videos. They cover restaurant reopening guidance, takeout, and delivery. Visit ServeSafe.com to start your training. Let's talk about that recovery plan. Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi and Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona introduced the Restaurants Act Bill in the Senate. How does that play into the blueprint? It's a strong step forward. One of the first things we asked for in our April recovery plan was the creation of a $240 billion relief fund specifically targeted at the U.S. Restaurant Association. $240 billion represents how much the National Restaurant Association calculates we are going to be on track to lose in revenue this year. So the Wicker Cinema Restaurants Act reflects that vision, reflects what we are trying to do, does it on a slightly smaller scale. They're seeking $120 billion. We worked with them on the plan. We would like the plan to be bigger. Uh, they are telling us that they are not going to be able to get a $240 billion plan through. They're looking closer to $120 billion. The plan is smaller in that it gives you grants if you operate 20 units or fewer. So if you have 21 restaurants or more, you are not eligible for funding. If you have 20 restaurants or less that you're operating, you are eligible for funding. It's not a perfect solution, but it is a practical one. It's at least one that people know immediately what side they're on, and there's some degree of fairness to it. It is getting uh, bipartisan support, and it is something that is not probably going to be in the next bill that comes out of the Senate uh, over the next two weeks, but it's something that's going to continue to be our focal point as an association moving forward. And how does the Senate Restaurants Act bill differ from the House bill? The House version of the Restaurants Act was introduced by Earl Blumenauer of Oregon. It also has a $120 billion price tag on it, but it allocates the funding in a way that makes much less sense to us from the National Restaurant Association. It would specifically exclude any franchise operator, regardless of how few restaurants they owned. So if you own one franchise restaurant, it's not doing well, you would be excluded from federal assistance. We have strong concerns with that. We think there needs to be a more 
fair and basic approach to taking this. So we're putting our weight behind the Senate plan. Restaurants can open, but that doesn't mean customers will uh, necessarily come in due to obvious concerns. How does the blueprint address employee and consumer safety? So we've certainly seen when restaurants began reopening that we had a lot of interest and a lot of people wanted to go back out and start dining at restaurants again. Over the past few weeks, as you've seen, Michael, there has been a bit of a crisis in some communities over whether they can safely come back out and come back into things like restaurants. The blueprint for revival reflects that in looking for a national strategy on testing. And there also needs to be a national strategy on how the vaccine is going to be given out. What's become clear during this pandemic is people are relying on restaurants and grocery stores and the food supply chain in a way that they never have before. And we need to make sure that that food supply chain runs in an uninterrupted fashion, even when this vaccine comes out. We would like to see restaurant workers treated as essential workers uh, in the agriculture food supply chain, given access to things like vaccines, treating them with the respect that they need on things like reduced federal income taxes, lower payroll taxes from the employer side as well. So we're taking these steps now because clearly we are going to continue to be the relief part of the relief solution for Americans uh, as they work through these crazy times. If Congress doesn't enact some of these proposals, some restaurants are bound to close permanently. Do you think Congress understands how dire the situation is for restaurant owners? Congress gets just how dire the situation is for restaurants. The biggest challenge we have is they're also hearing from every other industry in the planet. Literally everybody from uh, retailers to performing arts centers to zoos have been walking the halls of Congress saying, we need a recovery plan as well. I respect that, and I know that there are so many entities that are suffering right now. Restaurants are the nation's second largest private sector employer. We've lost more jobs and more revenue, and we are present in every community in America. And it really drives the reason for us to be able to say with a lot of confidence that there needs to be a restaurant industry-specific solution uh, in any package that's coming out of Congress, because the stakes are simply too high right now. With COVID cases rising across the country, we are seeing shutdowns reenacted in some states. Can the restaurant industry survive in a constant state of stop and start? It's been one of the biggest recent challenges that we've seen. Since July 1st, almost 100,000 restaurants in this country have been shut down again by government mandate. As many listeners know, Restaurants don't really have an on-off switch. We are designed to run seven days a week, eight to 12 to 14 hours a day. The capital-intensive nature of this industry, of your average restaurant, shutting down is a very expensive process, getting rid of all those perishable supplies, sterilizing and sanitizing uh, the kitchen areas, and then repeating that process when you open up. It was a nightmare for restaurants the first time. For those that are going through it a second time, this is not an industry with a lot of uh, free cash on hand right now. So we are going into even more debt. As we are shut down again, it's going to put tremendous pressure on a system that's already strained to the max. Sean, you have a pretty good idea of the demographics of our listeners. What message would you like them to walk away with from you and your advocacy team? That this is why people join associations like ours. This is why people join their state restaurant association or the national restaurant association. We have been working with our state restaurant association partners nonstop 
since March 14th, when the first restaurants were shut down, to advance a comprehensive plan, a comprehensive strategy at the federal level, at the state level, and the local level. It could be everything from seeking a restaurant recovery fund to what do we do to allow cocktails to go to be made permanent. We are not going to stop on this because the challenges that we have, this is not the old days when we were focused on things like fixing quip uh, or fixing things to make it easier for us to operate in small ways. There are fundamental challenges, and right now we need to be laser-focused on these. Congress is a really noisy town right now. We are doing everything we can to cut through that noise, but what the restaurant industry has that's unique is the number of people that we have and how loud we can be. It's volume in both definitions. We need people going to our website, restaurantsact.com, making sure they're signed up for updates, but more importantly, making sure that they've added their voice to those that we are reflecting in Washington, signing on to our petitions, signing on to our letters, making sure that Congress knows that we need continued attention. One bill, one extension of PPP is not going to be the solution. We're going to need more than that, and we're going to continue fighting. Sean Kennedy, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for joining us at Order Up, the National Restaurant Association podcast for the restaurant community. We'll update every week on Fridays. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or iTunes or visit us at restaurant.org slash podcasts. This episode produced by Dante32. Learning how to implement COVID-19 safety measure in restaurants can be challenging. SurfSafe has you covered with three new free COVID-19 precautions training videos. These videos provide guidance that restaurants need to reopen their dining rooms and describe what steps should be taken for safe delivery and takeout service. Visit servesafe.com to start your training. Again, that's servesafe.com. That's S-E-R-V-S-A-F-E dot com.